0: Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. And I'm Andrew.
1: And this is Swimcast, a mini-sode!
0: Yay!
1: Yay! <laughs> Wait, do we call it mini-sodes?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is where Andrew and I endeavor to be brief, <laughs> which is our biggest challenge.
0: <laughs> Absolutely!
1: And, uh, yeah, so, and so, yeah, we watch a shorter program and we record a shorter episode. <laughs> and, the, that was unsuccessful
0: <laughs> i'll i'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> chop it up don't worry don't worry i'll chop it okay. up uh, and make it work okay let all me right. continue on
1: all right
0: okay okay i just want to put out a disclaimer here disclaimer this podcast lacks facts accuracy and truth whatever that is it's merely the random opinions of two random people if you want facts and truthiness look elsewhere
1: you're you're implying that not everything I say is true. How dare you? That's gaslighting.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, today we're continuing on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy TV series from the 80s. And we're moving on to episode three.
1: So, yeah, because these minisodes like to drop in between our other episodes, we don't really do much of a, a catch up or we, we try to avoid current events anyway. But this time we're going to we're going to stick to our Douglas Adams facts. So, so, Andrew, what what Douglas Adams facts do you have for us today?
0: OK, well, Douglas Adams, who, of course, was born and raised in England, Um, What?
1: uh, (laughs) This is brand new information.
0: No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me finish the sentence. Uh, I was getting (laughs) to the point where
2: uh,
0: (laughs) once he became famous enough, he moved to the United States, specifically California. And... (laughs) 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 Sorry. And uh, uh, I just mentioned that he, he died on the 11th of May, 2001. He died the last way you want to die, exercising and trying to stay fit and everything, and he had a heart attack. So
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah.
0: But what I'm getting to is the fact that he passed away before the events of September 11th, uh, 2001 which is something we seem to keep circling back to uh, on this podcast a lot. And I just wanted to mention that I think his writing reflects what life was like prior to 9-11. So whenever I read his books, there's an air about them that is just different. It's of the 80s and 90s that is is very light and... uh, just feels different
1: right like post cold war like it was sort of in that what 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 is it, what is it called glass Glassnost? oh glass sort of like, yeah <laughs> yeah that's sort of like 80s boom of just you know ec- economic stability wait yeah because the recession was like early 80s right and then it was like late 80s 90s was a fairly economic like boom for the world like everybody was doing pretty good weren't they i mean i was a kid so <laughs> uh i don't remember if there were i mean i the more as, as i get older and i go back and i learn about things that happened, sort of like oh that happened and you know i was nine i wasn't worried about like the iran contra affair or whatever <laughs> but now it would be i would be sitting like was just like worried that i was gonna get blown up like i usually do <laughs>
0: This was just an interesting point I was trying to make, was the fact that uh, <laughs> the books, when you read them, have this air that doesn't really occur as much in literature after a certain period in time there in 2001.
1: Oh, I don't read books, so <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll move on to a, a lighter <laughs> bit of Douglas Adams trivia then.
1: Well, what I was going to... No, I was going to circle back. I thought the... Uh, point you were trying to make about his death, his unfortunate and untimely death, was that it's a message to us all that we should not exercise. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm I'm fully on board with that.
0: Yes, it definitely the fickle finger of fate took him away from us. Yeah, <laughs> here he is trying to exercise. And this is the problem with being like a health guru is that you can't die young or people will kind of like snicker at your funeral.
1: Yeah, it's just like you smug bastard. Yeah. (laughs) But I I don't like I mean, was he a a health nut or was he just generally just like trying to
0: stay (laughs) fit as far as i know he was not a health guru or a health nut like that i think he was just you know exercising trying to stay in shape and uh, he died of a heart attack
2: yeah
0: yeah which could happen to anyone really so (laughs) uh, moving now to a lighter fact now now we're bringing it to the the lighter side (laughs) let's bring this up a little bit okay he wrote on and was credited for writing episodes of Monty Python, and he was even a minor character in a couple of skits.
2: What?
1: Like like in the 60s? Yes. Like late 60s? That's right. He would have been, so he would have been like young right? Like in his Oh, 20s?
0: I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he would be. I don't, yeah, I don't.
1: <laughs> Wait, Didn't do like, enough research
0: I, to know what year he was born, but. Now we gotta, okay, play
1: the Google song while I do the math. Uh, we
0: be Googling, we be Googling, Googling. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, well, no, because now I'm trying to like figure it out. Because I think he, because he and Stephen Fry, like, comedian actors writer Stephen Fry are, were very close friends, and I assume they were fairly close in age. Hmm. And I think Stephen Fry is in his late 60s now? Maybe early 70s? Because Douglas Adams was, old, like, was, was he was quite young, wasn't he? He was, like, in his
0: I've, 50s. Or 40s even, maybe 45.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: so they're definitely, it's like the P- Python guys are all, like, in their 80s now. I told the story when I went. I went to go see uh, John Cleese and Michael Palin. uh, Two years ago, through you know, in the before times when you could go to the theater. theater. Yeah, it was just sort of their a tour, like a speaking tour, where they just you know told Python stories and did little bits and stuff. But and I just remember whenever like John Cleese would like get up to like walk around the stage, it was like made me so nervous. I was like, (laughs) oh my god, sit down like you're so old <laughs> like, it was it was concerning
0: okay so let's kind of recap uh so in episode one we get uh oh gosh i
1: totally forget what, where well, we're about to that
0: was start. arthur arthur and ford prefect hit a lift on the vogon ship Episode two, they get thrown off the ship through an airlock, and then they get picked up in space by the spaceship Heart of Gold. And so oh, yes, we've Improbability introduced Improbability
1: Drive. That's yes. right,
0: and we've introduced Zaphod and Trillian. And so I'm guessing And Marvin. Oh, yes, Marvin of course, of course. Did, right? And I'm guessing episode three, this is my guess, is that this will be Millaway's, the restaurant at the end of the universe. I'm sh- I'm thinking that that's what this episode must be about.
1: Oh, OK, because that was in the book. That was at the end of the book, wasn't was
0: it? it? Huh. OK, I could be wrong.
1: <laughs> All right. Surprise episode,
0: then. <laughs> OK. Well, I think we've rambled enough. And oh, it's been rough. And I think we've a lot to cut out of that. So, we can fix
1: that in post.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's get to the episode. All right. I was completely wrong as to what this episode would be about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not Millie Ways, it was Megrathea.
0: <laughs> Which makes more sense uh, chronologically in the story. <laughs>
1: I mean, the whole point of this is that the chronology like doesn't exist and time has no meaning, <laughs> things like that. This is definitely the best episode of the, se- of the series so far. Like, when it ended, I literally was like, oh, it's over! <laughs> Well, I want to watch the next one.
0: It did feel incredibly short. Yeah,
1: because like I think as much as the cutaways are like the essence of Douglas Adams, this one had the most plot, <laughs> I'll say, and the least amount of like quirky little cutaways and segments explaining things, uh, which are very funny, but they don't like advance the story. Whereas this one, I was really invested. Right? Yes. They get shot at by. It felt very Star Trek: The Next Generation. Like they got, sh- they were approaching this planet and they triggered this automatic warning system and they got missiles shot at them and then they landed on the planet and then they like <laughs> went down inside the planet. Oh, it is good. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Such a nerd.
0: <laughs> I we both had a good laugh when they w- were showing space turbulence and. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> So they Pole would all kind of acting. Yeah, they would all do this kind of reaction to the the ship jerking to one side or uh, Yeah, or the they were all just wild... in a pile on yes. the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly bad acting, but so good in its badness. <laughs> so
1: good in its badness. I know it was oh I like I'm I'm so happy. I was I'm such a good mood now. <laughs>
0: And there was one thing where, where you were asking, well, why does the spaceship Heart of Gold look the way it does? Because it's all yeah, originally. curvy and sexy. And because it's like, this is the most elite ship in the universe you know, in stark contrast to the Vogon brick, basically, this ugly, ugly right. thing with no curves, all sharp angles and ugly. So the spaceship Heart of Gold, you likened it to uh, a, a Jaguar car.
1: Yeah, at first, like I was like gonna make like a penis joke or something. And <laughs> <laughs> cause it's very like, it is somewhat phallic and it's, Structure, but yeah, then I totally hit me that it's very much like a, a retro Jaguar that had those sort of long hoods on them with the big curvy uh, headlights. You know,
0: I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah,
1: and those are those cars are dope. When I win the lottery, I'm definitely gonna like vintage <laughs> Jag is my car purchase.
0: I remember because I'm not really a car guy. Like, I don't care about fancy sports cars. But as a kid. Growing up and seeing like 70s and 80s Jaguars, like especially the Jaguar XJS. See, even I know the model number uh, right. <laughs> of a car, and it's the yeah, the Jaguar XJS was my dream car when I was like 14 years old because it had all these sexy lines and was just the coolest thing ever. And yeah, uh, yeah,
1: British racing green. Oh, yeah, I want that with like convertible like i'm like leather driving gloves oh man
0: <laughs> new jaguars that somewhere along the the, oh, the no, line they, they totally like, lost it they they look like any other yeah. luxury vehicle sedan, yeah, yeah exactly
1: mercedes lexus something something
0: yeah i i was somewhat angry when i started to see the change in design i mean i was you know totally irrational but <laughs> i was angry that they got away from that very stylized look that they did have
1: yeah and they just sort of they're just kind of like a like a new i wouldn't say cadillac because like an old cadillac is obviously awesome but yeah it's like those new late 90s, early aughts, old people cars. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not like a sedan, it's like an oversized sedan. <laughs> and yeah, they're just not, not sexy cars. Like I'm not like, obviously not a huge kid. Like when I see somebody drive cause like we live in Vancouver, there's a lot of very expensive cars. When I see like somebody driving around, like in a brand, like a Lamborghini is like the ugliest tackiest car <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: It always has been.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, like in the 80s, it would be sexy, like a Ferrari, like in context. Okay, Ferrari and
0: Lamborghini, very different. Ferrari, yes, absolutely (laughs) sexy car. Lamborghini, uh, uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like you can't even drive over a speed bump. Like they're just so, and when you see the people driving them with just so much smugness. It's just like, it's just, oh, and you can, oh yeah, that's where it was a couple weekends ago. I was out downtown with my friend and there was these two guys just like in this really loud, both in sound and color, yellow Lamborghini. And my friend and I were both just like oh like I was like so repulsed because they were obviously like the car itself if I just took it as a feat of engineering I'm like yeah pretty cool but it was like this display this disgusting display of faux compensating masculinity like it was these two guys and they were just like oh yeah we're so hot in our Lamborghini I'm like nothing is more repulsive
0: the new
1: right at this moment.
0: In in the like, spirit, in the spirit of this episode, they would be hyper douche bags.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hyper douche drive. <laughs> they had like a little button on the on the dash, it's like we gotta go to hyper douche
0: mode. <laughs> Full douche.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly it. Anyway, we've gotten so off topic. Yeah, <laughs> old jaguars, heart of gold spaceship, sleek, <laughs> super
0: cool. Oh, I also wanted but, to mention. But, oh, 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 oh. Let it, me yeah. let me just mention <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: before we move away because we were talking about the bad, the, the great bad acting of uh, reacting to the spaceship being jostled and everything. But yeah. also Arthur's staring at a non-existent hologram was so bad. He, he was just- Oh,
1: I didn't notice.
0: So poor at it. I it was, was looking
1: at the hologram.
0: There was a, a shot where it was focused on Arthur and he, he was not convincing. Right. <laughs> it was no Princess Leia looking at uh, R2-D2 show, showing a hologram. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: Save
2: us, Obi-Wan. You're our only
0: hope. I hate... They did bring up some uh, things. I always think, I think in the book, they're referred to as the Parallomatic 3000 Sunglasses. But on the show, they called them something else. It wasn't Parallomatic Sunglasses. The idea is that the sunglasses have a limited amount of clairvoyance to see the future. And if something is going to be uh, traumatizing to you, the sunglasses go totally black, yeah. so you can't see the trauma that's about to happen. Yeah. That's that's the whole Count, selling counter point.
1: Counterproductive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But very, very appropriate for Zephan. And he had two pairs, one for his second head.
0: That's right, his, yeah. His,
1: his papier-mâché
2: second
0: head. <laughs> there was also the bit about uh, Arthur saves the day by hitting the the manual heart of gold <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> hyperdrive button and saves them. And of course, being that sort of earthling, especially British self-effacing, oh, it was nothing. And then yeah. Zephaw's like, oh, really? Okay. And then... <laughs> Yeah. Totally doesn't work in outer space.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
0: He literally saved them, said it was nothing, and then it was like, oh, okay, that was nothing.
1: Zaphod is like Drax the Destroyer and he doesn't understand sarcasm.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Or or anything that doesn't uh, feed his ego. Yeah. Zapot has a general disdain for Arthur throughout the episode, which is great.
1: Yeah, he calls him Earth, he Earthman.
0: Earthman, yes. Uh, I I think in the book, he's also referred to as Monkey Boy.
1: Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> Problematic. Although there was something at the beginning. Um, they were, oh, they were talking about space and the galaxy and everything. And so they focus in on this just random spaceship. And the, the pilot of the spaceship looked like a baby David Hasselhoff.
1: Yeah the, er, yeah, the very early where they were describing how like when five million years ago or whatever, <laughs> when l- space travel became this luxury and like all the sort of luxuries that got added on to space travel and the way people did it. Yeah, they showed this this like super 80s. David Hasselhoff guy flying his own little spaceship with the woman with, like, the most insane frizzy perm ever. Right.
0: <laughs> and then they had some sort of cute alien creature with them as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like a giant kind of Furby. It looks like Furby, but big.
0: <laughs> right. So if he wasn't David Hasselhoff, I think maybe maybe it would be like a, you compare him to Flash Gordon or something.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Flash Gordon. <laughs> I've seen that movie. I haven't seen the other the, the actual one.
0: You wait. You've seen Flash Gordon?
1: Yes, I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying uh, I feel you're like... all right, you're saying Jessica, there's horn oh, there of it. Of it. There is... <laughs> Is there a point of it? Is there a porn of it? Internet rule 34 says there is. Porn. Porn. There is a porn
1: of it. <laughs> 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 the only time I will allow this segment.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you for bringing the segment in. Uh, <laughs> the theme, theme will be put...
1: Because Against it, another one. So I'm like, I refuse, I refuse to acknowledge the segment. Just play it if you <laughs> must. But this one, yeah.
0: I'm shoehorning <laughs> it in there um, because I was going to say, I have stopped looking for porn of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I just want to enjoy this as well.
1: Yeah, and it's a little too nerdy, I think, maybe. Or Flesh Gordon just serves as like the only po- like 1970s porn sci-fi parody for everything
0: then <laughs> <laughs> i don't think nerdiness is uh enough of a reason for porn not to be made because or maybe I, it's it was i'm very citing British. shrek or
1: oh there, i don't no no you've me again you blast me.
0: Just,
1: <laughs> la la me la, 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 la.
0: <laughs> or what are those little blue creatures the Smurf. smurfs yes
1: <laughs> there's yeah oh, yeah of course there's smurf porn <laughs> and they probably used the word smurf instead of
0: <laughs> sex yeah and there's only oh, yeah, one I've seen, smurf I've seen many. A I think
1: that was like a oh yes one smurf well same with this there's only one woman in this whole show but I think that was like a family guy cutaway where it's like smurf you <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's also hilarious that Arthur is totally amazed, even though this is like a, a very barren planet, of course the, the planet yeah. of Magrathea the legend of Magrathea. So the surface is very barren, looks like a rock quarry because it probably yeah. is a rock quarry. Uh, yeah, except exactly. That, except it has two suns and yeah. Arthur is amazed to be on another planet and everyone else is like, yeah, whatever, this place sucks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Zaphod's obsessed with getting inside the planet because you know this this thing sucks on the outside. The Magratheans will be all underground.
1: That's how a quick way to signify alien planet in low budget sci fi. We're like, boom, two (laughs) cents.
0: And Marvin is really has all of the great lines. He's (laughs) he's there to bring down every scene. <laughs> yeah. Anything good, Marvin has something to, like, ruin the mood.
1: Of course, that's his job. And then, I'm 55 times more intelligent than you, and I don't even get it.
0: <laughs> it hurts to think down to your level.
1: <laughs> yeah! I, know. I was like, wow, did Marvin invent mansplaining?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we finally get introduced to Slardy Bartfast.
1: slarty Bartfast!
0: <laughs> or yeah. what, how did you describe him?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, so he's shut up. I'm like, hey, it's Tim the Enchanter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think they
1: just like reused the costume from Holy Grail. <laughs> the, the, the wig at least. They at least reused the wig.
0: At least oh, he didn't point enchanter. a wand and blow things yeah.
1: up. <laughs> there are some that call me Tim. <laughs> That's the best one. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, it just blows stuff up. <laughs> no, he points to blow stuff up and then his wand is a flamethrower. <laughs> 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 oh
2: man, <it's> so good.
0: <laughs> uh, and as uh, Slarty Bartfast has one of the lines that I've 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 cherished since reading the books about come or you will be late. Late? Late for what? What is your name, Earthman? <laughs> Dent, Arthur Dent. Late as in the late Dent Arthur Dent. You see, it's sort of a threat. I was never very good at them. (laughs) See, that burned in my brain that I can do the entire joke.
1: Yeah, exactly. The classic line from this one that was burned in my brain is to boldly split infinitives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I'm just so happy. Oh yeah, well so we d- I did say this one like it, it it was light on the cutaways, but the one that it did have was when they were explaining, back in the days of like all this galactic luxury. It was kind of this Roman bath planet
0: and there was yes, like,
1: this emperor man and then all these like sort of sexy like slave women but <laughs> they, had, they had plastic grapes and one of them had like grapes on her boobs. Yeah. And then they, they just had like this one grape that they were passing around and like rubbing on their boobs and like blowing the dust off of it and stuff. And then they feed it to a dog. It was such so <laughs> weird. But the grapes on the boobs, I was like, that's amazing costume. Like, I just, the, bu- the low budget on this, but also props to the costume <laughs> and like set people for doing what they did with. No money, because it's so funny. They're like, hmm, <laughs> how do we, how do we make this more luxury? Or maybe it was they ran out of that orange fabric, and they're just like, oh, let's stick some more plastic grapes on her boobs because we have extra.
0: <laughs> so Jessica, since the only new, guy- oh, okay, okay, there are two new guy characters in this episode. One being Slarty Bardfast. And the other being uh, Baby David Hasselhoff. Were there any <laughs> cute? Were there any cute guys in this episode for you?
1: Okay, well, so neither of those. Okay. Starting <laughs> Tim the Enchanter. Yeah, not doing it for me. But doesn't <laughs> mean my opinions can't change. So in this episode, I was very into Arthur. I must say.
0: Oh really? Oh okay. Uh, yeah,
1: this time I was for some reason. <laughs> and also like. Ford is not a no, but that, like, that was already kind of a baseline because, like, his amazing fashion.
0: Yes, okay. But,
1: like, but, uh, Zaphod remains a hard no.
2: <laughs> like, the most
1: repulsive, like, I was going to say, what I was talking about earlier, the, the guys in the yellow Lamborghini, that is Zaphod in this spaceship.
0: I would have to agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just, like... He's so repellent. And when they were going down into the into the planet, and they sense danger coming, he grabs Trillian and <laughs> puts him, her in front of him like a human shield.
0: Because <laughs> she's trying to sneak behind him, and, and yeah. he stops that dead. And, yeah, uses her as a shield. Yeah, and then his paralymatic sunglasses go black. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then overexposed film, flash of light, they disappear for the rest of the episode. I forget what happens to them. Actually, I kind of remember, but I, that's why I wanted to watch the next episode. I was so like, <laughs> oh, it's over. I want to keep watching.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I think it, it it's uh, pulled together in the next one.
1: Yeah, I, I seem to remember there's something about like an Italian restaurant that's actually a computer to control the universe or something is where they end up. Ah. That's that's familiar to me. I don't know. I might be mixing that up with some other like weird sci-fi. Oh yeah. So so Slarty Bartfoss doing it for you, Andrew. (laughs)
0: <laughs> David Hasselhoff no no Space Ranger no <laughs> you want to take a guess who uh, uh,
1: my so, uh, my how, Maya how Rudolph come...
0: I guess or somewhere oh, between oh well, a... actually
1: no there was a bunch of ladies because like the grape boob ladies
0: <laughs> there was a ping-pum. whole bunch. <laughs> it was the 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 great boob lady yes
1: yeah well there's several but they all looked very similar
2: so
0: yes i mean they were all attractive ladies but but the fact that she had literal grapes sewn onto her bikini top was yeah over the top stellar yes
1: that's amazing
0: Absolutely stellar.
1: (laughs) I wish this was more well known because there's so many good Halloween costume ideas. And because the budget is so cheap, you could faithfully recreate them
0: to, like,
1: (laughs) film realistic quality.
0: But unfortunately, you'd be explaining your costume all night
2: long. I
1: mean, you could probably do Arthur Dent and probably Zaphon without much, like, without at least you'd just, you'd have to tell people what it was and they might get the reference. Like Arthur with the jammies, and then you'd have your towel. Like the people that would get it would get it. And like the same with the Zaphod. But yeah, like the cutaway boob girls, that that's just too deep of a cut. Like, I don't even think you could really do Trillian. Although Trillian's fashion, amazing. I love her. Because she's like super nitzy, but then she's the
0: total brainiac, main
1: astrophysicist. Yeah, she's yes. the one keeping them all alive.
0: <laughs> Every scene, she's got different fashion on. Like when they go out and on so, yeah, the planet, all the different she's red, got this different red yeah, yeah red red plastic jumper.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, like the fashion's pretty awesome. Her and Ford, and like Saifon was rocking some orange pants, and I'm like, those are awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so watching this today, like, just this sort of 80s sci-fi, last night I went back and I watched Tim Burton's Batman, the first one,
2: and
1: it's, I mean, the, the performances are super good, obviously, for it to be so iconic, but a lot of it, like, the special effects do not age well. It was very, it was more paying homage to like the 60s Batman than I remember because like the new the newest Batmans that I haven't even really seen, they're just so dark and so explosion-y. And I just have right. no interest. This one was a <laughs> lot more cartoony. Like in the opening scene when Batman's going after some bad guys, he has like the bat the batarang. Like this little boomerang on a stick that he throws and it like wraps a cord around their feet so they fall. And <laughs> and then that reminded me I, I know I mentioned it before but you know how I said there was that Twitter account that just has screen grabs of the old Batman of like all of the all of the signs and stuff
2: oh I right I finally yeah.
1: remembered what it was it's called Batman 66 Labels <laughs> oh,
0: That's up. that so, sounds obscure yeah
1: yeah like Emergency Bat Communicator. So this, that's what it reminded me of when Arthur hit the manual improbability drive because it was labeled manual <laughs> improbability drive. Yeah, yes, so he had like, to
0: open up the plastic case and press the button.
1: So now I'm scrolling through some of these examples on the uh, Batman 66 labels. So there's Joker grenades.
0: Joker <laughs> there's, grenades. <laughs>
1: there's Andrew's Hockey Puck Factory. Okay. Um, uh, let's see, state pen occupancy report machine, (laughs) let's see, uh, electric shock switch, (laughs) like Catwoman's throwing a giant switch on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh man, yes, I highly recommend just going for a scroll through this one. (laughs) Now I want to go back and watch the old Batman. I'm sure it's on some streaming service or something. I know they show epi- old episodes on KVOS. You know they buried that channel still exists and it's buried somewhere on the dial. You know that old out of Bellingham. Station oh. KVOS 12. It used to be like one of the only channels we got in, well in Victoria growing up and I'm assuming in Vancouver. Uh, yeah, so it shows like old shows like Gilligan's Island and Batman and Happy Days and yeah. Oh man. Oh, all, I, I want to watch this All of the this, retro the shows, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch this so bad. Oh, the camp. So camp. <laughs>
0: That kind of reminds me of those old horror movies where it's like Frankenstein set in a castle, and when the villagers come to attack, in the castle, there's one lever that if you pull the lever, the whole castle will explode and go up in flames. Yeah,
1: self-destruct.
0: Yeah, there's a self-destruct for the entire castle, and it's a one big lever that you have to push really hard. Yeah. It's like, who thought this was a good idea?
1: (laughs) Ancient Incan sarcophagus. Do not expose (laughs)
0: contents to
1: air. (laughs)
0: Oh, man. Huh. Oh,
1: labels. Oh, my God. So, okay, this is now a Batman 66 podcast. I'm I'm deciding now.
2: (laughs) Oh
1: my God! It's <laughs> glorious. This is again great audio content.
0: Well, yes, I think we've run out of episode, and we're just spinning, spinning yeah. off, and random tangents, and we're we're going to end up with an an episode that's way longer than the the, the one we watched. Oh so, yeah! Oh yeah! We're, co- we're
1: yeah we're coming up on yeah
0: about, about yeah, that time. Too, too many minutes. So, yeah. Jessica, where can we find us on the internet?
1: On the internet, we are at Swimcast S W Y M C A S T on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, I really I want to try and create a TikTok now that it's probably too late for it to be cool. I have so many funny TikTok ideas that Instagram Reels just doesn't have the functionality for. But that doesn't exist yet. So you can email swimcast
0: at gmail.com or what is it? Swimcast.biz.co.uk no. or .gc.gov, .gc.ca. Jessica, it's <laughs> www.swimcast.ca or .com. We don't have .biz or .asia or dot
1: <laughs> dot de for our dot German de fans. yes <laughs> dot it
0: for our David Hasselhoff <laughs> fan club <laughs>
1: yes
0: no okay so stick around there'll be some sort of musical feature and uh, outtakes at the end and we bid you adieu goodbye
1: woman power that's the last sign I found okay bye <laughs>
0: it just sounds like you're randomly shouting out woman power <laughs> was, but, that came I out was. of nowhere It came out of left field but. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, sort of Ooh. like the Spanish Inquisition
1: yeah. here's a shirtless Adam West with a guy wearing a t-shirt that says Adonis <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be surprised of um, Pomo erotic overtones in Batman 66. Okay, okay, now I'm gonna hit stop now.
0: Okay. Okay. Bye. Hey there, Sturmonix here. Thanks for sticking around. Today's feature song is a new recording. This will be the first time you've heard it, but it will be featured in the soundtrack in the future. The title of the song? The Mutant Stargoat. Bonus points for anyone who knows who's afraid of the Mutant Stargoat. After that, there will be three train derailments, I mean, outtakes from earlier in the show. These things came, it was like, hi, I'm Andrew, and you know, Jessica, <laughs> yeah, and I'm this Jessica. This <laughs> yeah. and... But is does the mini zone get a different
1: one? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. Can't remember what we oh, did. because we kind of
1: we kind we, of evolved them slowly.
0: Yeah, and we've uh we've got different you know, we've got the different theme music for it. Yeah. Um have you even heard that yet?
1: <laughs> I think so. I think I went and to it okay, but I might not have my brain is very bad at remembering things. <laughs> okay, like considering I forgot like an entire episode that we recorded,
0: right? <laughs> right,
1: okay. okay, okay, I think I have a way to, to start it, so I'll start and then so I'll say Jessica, you say Andrew, and then
0: I will. Okay, okay, sounds good. Okay,
1: let's try, let's try. Okay.
0: So today we're continuing on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, TV series from the 80s, and we're moving on to episode three. Got anything to say
1: (laughs) (laughs) here? Oh my God. We've forgotten how to have a conversation. Um, (laughs) I
0: guess.
1: So yeah, so yeah, we try and keep these, uh, well, I mean, they're so old that they're evergreen, um don't okay, cut that out too i've forgotten how to have a conversation this is what happens when we talk for like two hours before we start recording it or we forget <laughs> how to talk have a conversation
0: and i was completely wrong as to what this episode would be about
1: <laughs> yeah it's not millie Ways. it was megrathea
0: Which makes more sense uh, chronologically in the story.
1: (laughs) I mean, the whole point of this is that the chronology, like, doesn't exist and time has no meaning. (laughs) Things like that.
0: Okay, I don't know. There was a loud sound outside. I'm a little confused.
1: Okay, that's all right. (laughs) You can use my bit of the audio because it'll still work.
0: Yes, yes,
2: yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I said... Yeah, I said the whole point is that time. The whole point of this is that the chronology doesn't matter, <laughs> <And> time <laughs> makes no
0: sense. As we're jumping through space and 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 time and In,
1: and improbabilities, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, we where do we start? What do you want to talk about first?
1: Uh. Oh, I, uh, sorry, I'm trying to go back to where you'll cut back into. Um, oh yeah, I'll say, um, this is definitely the best episode of this, year,
0: this year so far. Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real
2: you can touch them. Like, oh my god!